I think we might as well start. And if anybody else comes in, we can uh, greet them and say hello and all that kind of stuff um, when they do that. So I'm going to give Marsha 30 uh, seconds of silence, which I hope you guys will all observe so that she can get her act together. Not that she doesn't have her act together, but I mean uh, so that she can start the tape. So starting now, um, we're going to uh, start the tape. Okay, welcome everybody. This is June 19th, and this is the Fantasy Book Discussion Group of Accessible World. And I am your um, pinch hitter this evening. I'm Ann Parsons. Uh, Julia is not able to moderate this evening, so she asked me to, uh, to pinch hit. And the book we are doing this evening is Dragon Keeper by Robin Hobb, H-O-B-B. And um, as I usually do when I run meetings like this, I want to hear from people as to what they thought of the book and how they liked it and so forth. So, um, uh, Lana, would you like to start? I think I, I said this in the email, but I'll say it officially on the recording. When I first started, I said, oh, is it all going to be mud? I can't do this. But, of course, it wasn't all mud. Uh, there was plenty of story that took place knocked in the mud. Um, I know that fantasy novels have to have some grim parts and some messy parts and some scary parts and some really drab parts if you want a little bit of a relief and they did that. Uh, it turned out to be a lot better than I thought it was. I even got the second book on Audible this afternoon, Jane and me. Uh, like I had nothing else to do by Audible credits. But I, I thought it was well done. Um, I didn't see any deep, horrendous characterization, but I wasn't even looking for any deep horrendous characterization. I like characters that I like, and a plot that fits together and moves along, and I thought it did that. And her sense of where you are, and I'm always fussing about needing to keep your feet on the ground, knowing where you are and having a sense of setting, because to me that's one of the appeals of fantasy is to get the otherwareness of it. And there was definitely an other... I love the tree. I wouldn't want to live there, and I wouldn't want to try to navigate there, but the her, her description of the people who lived in the trees, that was a fascinating of all the bridges and platforms and stuff. And and, um, and it's really interesting, when I got the Audible book, all the a lot of the names are pronounced differently, so I'm going to just, who's this, who's that, what? I thought it's good. Marshall? Oh, I, I thought it started out kind of slow. I like the Tree City, too. Um... I don't think it exactly portrays men in a good light, because all the men seem to be semi-bad guys. Uh, I will go looking for the second book on Audible um, as soon as I use up, or as soon as I buy a couple of other books that are coming up first, uh, or at least I hope they're coming up first. But I think I liked it enough that I'm going to try the second. I think I got about. I think I, I think I got around halfway through it, and I thought ah, I didn't know what to make of it. I think I liked it, but in a way, I didn't like it. And um, 
and I couldn't explain why. Probably I would have liked it if I'd read the other books by her. But I have a feeling this is kind of unfinished from what I gather. Interesting comment, Kim. Um, I, I find myself very disappointed in this particular book, mainly because I went right through just bing, 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 bing. Um, the Farseer series and the Tawny Man series uh, by the same author. And I went right through it. I loved it. Loved the characters. Loved the characterization. And I got to this book and I was expecting the same depth of character and the same attention to detail and I find the same attention to detail, but I, I just can't get into the characters. I don't know what's my problem, um, but I, I just found that, that uh, you know, I, uh, maybe it's because I wanted my other characters back. That could be it. I, I wanted... I wanted uh, Fitz back. I wanted the fool back. I, I wanted uh, the wolf back. I, I, you know, and and you know, I wanted all these characters back, and and they weren't there, and I just was mad, and and um, I suppose that's childish, but I just it, it, it this book doesn't speak to me. I I hate to say it, but it just doesn't. Not in the same way as those other six books did. I mean, I gotta tell you guys, I went right through those books. I went right through the, the Farseer series, which starts with Assassin's Apprentice. And I went through that and the, the um, Assassin's Quest and, and the other uh, Assassin's whatever heck. And then I went through the Tawny Man series, which is the, the, the sequel. And um, started with that and finished up. And because I had read those books, I do know, um, you know, they're currently I'm in a place in the book where they're worried about their their big dragon and where she's gone and what she's up to, and I know what she's doing and what she's up to. Um, so <laughs> I'm sort of ahead of the game as far as that goes, but um, I don't know. I, I just I just couldn't get into this for some reason. But uh, has anyone read anything else by Robin Hobb? Or, well, no, 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 no. I won't ask you that. So scrap that question. All right. Talk about characterization. Who did you like? Who didn't you like? And why? Well, I felt a kind of empathy with Alice or Alice or, Alice or however that's pronounced, depending on who's reading it. Uh, she was, and, and of course, Tamara or Tamara, however it's read, was although she's getting a little different now, you know, but she's she's definitely coming in her into her own. Um, Alice was kind of a, a person trying to be herself and and having to give up, you know, having to make compromises in life, and you know, we all do a lot of that. Uh, uh, I agree with Marshall about the men. Now the captain, I didn't think the captain was so bad. Yeah, he was a wheeler dealer. He, he did the thing with the logs, and he, you know. Um, he didn't know, I don't think he quite knew how important, he knew it was illegal, but I don't know if he knew how important the logs were to the, to the dragon, the cocoons were to the dragons. 
Um, but um, he he didn't he doesn't seem to me as as shallow as as the other guys. Certainly, past is a pain in the butt. And well, Tamara's father was a pretty decent guy. Um, Alice's parents, of course, nobody's parents seem to get along in there, which is kind of sad about family relationships. But with family relationships are 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 shown negatively. Well, that's not entirely true. The first captain. Um, what was his name? Was the first boat they were on of the um, Paragon or whatever it was. He and his wife had a good relationship, so there there were a few decent guys in there. I I I wasn't looking for a dramatically weird or strange character. I I just sat back and read the book. I'm kind of wondering if Alex's husband and her friend Cedric are a lot closer than she knows. And I don't even know if he's even admitted it to himself, let alone to Alice. That uh, you know, I'm wondering if her husband likes men more than women, and I don't know if she knows that. Oh yeah, that is definitely uh, that comes out later on in the book, and it comes out again in the second book. Uh, they are definitely he Heston and um, Cedric are definitely having an affair. I suspected that. I didn't know what was the deal when he was talking about how he um, wanted his wife to be, you know, she could be on her own and didn't need to be bothered by him. And then when he and, and Cedric were in the carriage together, I began to think, oh, I think they knew what's behind all this. Well, I have to say, I found all that terribly, um, well, it was, it was just boring, to tell you the truth. I mean, it was... Um, you know, it, it was so, um, you know, you knew what was going on. You, you knew what was happening. You understood all that. And it was just, I, I felt, now, I liked Alice. Okay? I had to say that. I liked Alice um, mainly because she was trying to be her own person. And... Unfortunately, or at least from what I gather from how far I've gotten in this book, um, but that she um, she somehow, you know, she wants to be free and independent and, you know, her own person, and yet um, she she's sort of like, well, he, she's sort of like one of those dragons that's sort of half-hatched at the moment. And, um, you know, she's circumscribed by her society's view of how women are supposed to be. And I think Robin Hobb put her in there just because of that. I think she's a... a um, what's the word I want? A... a a, a a symbolic character. You know, she's not really herself. She's just a symbolic character of women who want to break free from societal norms and, and do their own thing and, and that kind of stuff. And, and I just... I don't know. I just... Well, as I say... Maybe it's me, um, but I would urge you guys, if you haven't read the, uh, the Farseer series, start with that. 
Now, that I think she spent more time on. I think she um, she managed to, uh, you know, uh, explore characterization more. I, or maybe it's just me. I, I just found that I was um, much more in tune with Fitz and with, um, what's his name now? I want to say FedEx, but that isn't <laughs> that isn't his name. Anyway, the uh, the stableman who uh, raises raises him and so forth. Um, and you know, I I uh, I just found this one to be not as good as uh, her other work, but maybe that's me. Anybody else read anything by Robin Hobb? No, this is the first thing I've read, and I know that she has a ship trilogy, but I don't. I haven't read any of her stuff except this is the first one, and I have a feeling maybe um, I would probably want to get the other stuff read by her. The live ship series obviously comes before this because you we're finding out a little bit about the personalities of the ships. So I think that uh, that's probably the, the, those three books. We would be a little more oriented to this book, although I actually pretty well got into it. First, I was kind of like, ah, I like it pretty well. I haven't figured what all the big pigeon communications have to do. Now, as far as Alice, um, I, of course, I I like romances. I like you know the the discovery of romance, and of course, you don't have it. You have a little bit the beginning of a romance here, but the the. And, and I don't blame her for not breaking out of her shell. I love the analogy between her and the dragons being half-hatched. But given her society and the way they thought then, she's not, you know, she, she's about as bold as she could be for her society. And, of course, this ship is changing her quite a bit. I think the thing that really made me angry was the fact that here is this guy, Cedric, and he could have married Alice, but he hands her over to a guy who doesn't appreciate her. I mean, how stupid is that? Uh, he could. I don't think he could have married Alice at the time that he was brought under um, Hest's thrall, because he didn't really have uh, a future. Her family was looking for, you had to think about who could bring home the bacon at that time. And he couldn't do it. He wasn't set up in a career or whatever when she was younger and, and eligible for marriage. And then when Hest got to him, he thought that was better. So he let Alice go. Well, um, I think you guys have pretty well pegged it. It's uh, uh, I like the author. I think she writes well, although I think her writing is somewhat uneven. And I, I liked... As I say, the the other books better, but maybe that's just me. But I really, really did admire the um, the the guy in the in the Farseer series because and and what he was doing was interesting. This this is not interesting to me. I mean, yes, they've got to raise the dragons and all that kind of stuff, but I. There's nothing that that really is grabbing me at the moment that I really care about. And I know they've got to raise the dragons, and everything's going to turn out all right because I've read the other books, and I know this. So, (laughs) you know, as far as the dragons go. um, But, but, uh, you know, um, the, the, 
the premise of Assassin's Apprentice is that there is this little boy who is being raised by the stable master and he is the illegitimate son of the king-to-be the crown prince if you will and the crown prince abdicates because he uh, because his indiscretion has been found out and so he abdicates and he uh, sends his little boy off to to the stable man and says well raise this kid for me and so here's this kid and he's only six years old and he arrives at um, at the court and he doesn't really have much to do with the court at first because um, you know he's being raised by the the head of the stable and so he's there then the king the the current king discovers him and brings him in and makes him swear allegiance to him and turns him over to an assassin to be trained as an assassin because the king wants to have this guy under his eye because uh, bastard sons of princes have caused trouble before now and um, you know how this kid grows up and how he learns to be an assassin and who he kills and why and um, all this is fascinating to me I mean absolutely fascinating and there's some other subplots in there too um, and it's it's wonderful wonderful stuff just absolutely fascinating and um, I just I just found this this dragon keeper just not up to the same standard so anyway all right anybody else have any comments on dragon keeper well I I do think the captain does have some redeeming values in him uh, the other thing I guess I didn't like is that they just seem to spend so much time in the mud and you know I guess the the story was a little slowed too I'm hoping it speeds up in the second um I'm glad Anne that you told me it all comes out of the end because you know me I it's very frustrating not be able not to be able to speak when the third book of the trilogy hasn't come out yet well I probably shouldn't say have said anything because um but essentially what she's trying to do is weave together all of her stories so that they all comprise one big package and somehow um she can't she well she's doing pretty well but you know they're they're this you're right this particular book Marshall is slow and um you know I'm used to a faster pace with her and the other books because I went through those six books like bing 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 and um, they were really good and they're all on Bard so all six of them are there so you don't have to go to Audible or anything but um, I, as I say I do know where the dragon is and what she's up to so um, alright anybody got any suggestions for next month 
or did you guys choose books for the next two months last time? Because um, I don't know, because I wasn't there last time. What's uh, what's to do? Okay. Anybody got any good uh, suggestions on fantasy books? I would suggest one that I'm reading currently, but it's not on Bard. And I borrowed it from a friend who got it somewhere. Uh, and I don't even know the author, so I can't tell you. It's called the Iron Druid series, and it's very good. But I, I won't suggest it because um, it's not on Bard, and I don't think we can get it. So, um, but anybody got any suggestions on books we should do for next month? Um, I'm, uh, let's see, what, what have I read that's fantasy that's good? Um, besides the, the, uh, Gosh, nothing's coming to mind. Anybody else got any suggestions? The Iron Druid, a uh, couple of books. I've seen them on Audible, if anybody's interested. I think we want to save the books that are either Bookshare or Bard, because we, you know, we won't have, want to have to buy the books that they put on. Although sometimes, if they're on two sources, you want the other one on, on Bookshare. Um, I read one. I'm not necessarily recommending it. It's kind of different. Uh, it's kind of, I sort of like it and sort of don't. Oh, it's not recommending, but it's Wild Ride. It showed up a few weeks ago, and no, I forgot who wrote it. It should still be on recent books. Um, and it's about a carnival that is that is the outer outer shape of a prison for for demons who are trying to escape and, and do all sorts of bad things, or, or maybe not. Um, and it's got some interesting characters in it. Uh, like I say, I'm not necessarily recommending it because I haven't decided whether I like it or not but you were asking what we've read lately so there it is I think it's by Jennifer Crusey isn't it with somebody else that sounds familiar yes uh, she and somebody else's email and like I say I'm not necessarily recommending it you know <laughs> recommend books that usually turn out to be bad but I'm not necessarily recommending it. I'm just going in the silence anybody else got any suggestions I noticed the uh, the sword of Shannara is up on Bard and that's one of my absolute favorites. Um, it's not quite in the league with Tolkien and uh, with Eddings, but it's uh, pretty darn cool. But uh, folks have probably read it by now. And, you know, so I don't know. Um, I can't think of anything. Um, oh, what did I read? Um... Something about magic glass or, uh, yeah, magic glass or something was a, a British one. Um, no, I don't remember who wrote it, of course, uh, but that's all that's coming to my mind. Anybody else got any suggestions? Should we go back to an old favorite? Should we, um, read something new? Um... Marshall, you're always reading interesting things. What's what's on your mind? Well, I'm afraid I've been concentrating on science fiction. I'm rereading the Honor Harrington series since the number 12 is now out, so I haven't been reading much other than that. So I don't have any 
suggestions. Mm. I guess I do like if if they have. I think anything in the in the Bulgarian series or the Malorian series. Uh, those are always good, but I think I'd prefer something shorter. Uh, I've got a book called The Enchantment Emporium by Tanya Huff, and I think it's a standalone. But I don't know how how long it is. I can I know it's available on the Bard site. Mary Kane reads it as well as the one that we were reading, but. Um, that's uh, something I've sort of, I haven't completely read it, but I have it. Uh, were you talking, Anne, about Magic Under Glass? It came out a few, only oh, it's been a couple of months ago now. It was on recent books. I don't know if it's a British writer or not. It is not totally self-contained. You know, you know there's another step to go in the future, but the, the problem, or they, they get to a stopping point kind of where they are. Again, I'm not going to say that it's great, but I thought it was kind of a fun read. Um, as to Shannara, one thing nice about The Sword of Shannara, I think it's one of the best of the Shannara groups, because it can be read alone, and it does end, and, you know, it's first of that series, so he wrote it to come to an end, which is kind of nice. And somebody could read it, and and the story would be over. And if they wanted to read other Shinar books, they could. But that that book does come to an end, uh, and closes rather well. I agree. I agree. Um, yeah. Uh, no, it was. Um, uh, no, not, no, that's Catherine Kerr. Um, I forget. I'll find it again. I'll find it again. Um, and I'll remember who it is when I <laughs> when I find it I'll I'll remember but um, there is a series of books uh, by an Indian author have you guys read the uh, the the Brotherhood of the Conch um, series I think the first one is just called the Conch um, or the con the conch bearer, um, and it's quite good. It's interesting because it's not written by a Western author. Um, it's written by an Indian whose name is very long and complicated, and part of it's Banerjee, and and uh, it's I can't remember the author, but in any case. Um, it's billed as YA, um, but we've read YA books before, um, and I kind of like it. It's it's interesting. It's different. Um, it's sort of mythical, rather than um, you know, sort of fantasy story kind of thing. It's it kind of has mythic elements in it, which which fascinate me, and um, you know, this the scales way of writing is different you know, because her background is different and it's, it's kind of fascinating but that's uh, um, uh, it's fascinating so that's the only other suggestion I got so what would you all like to do? I'm thinking of Chicha uh, Banerjee Divakaruni yes yes uh, 
exactly. And the first one I've I may have the title wrong, but I think it's just the conch um, or conch, depending on how you pronounce uh, how you prefer your shells. Um, <laughs> but uh, I liked it when I when I read it several years back, um, and it was good. I I, I kind of liked it, but uh, I don't know how, what you think. Is there does it have a story that makes sense? Or I mean, you know, sometimes you get Eastern writers and they get all obscure and and mystical and and symbolic, and you have the vaguest idea what what's going on. No, I think this story fairly well makes sense. It's about a little a, a boy who is. Um, he's one of the street people in, in Calcutta and he goes through a, a, an event and finds that he needs to go on a journey and he discovers a um, well it's sort of a Shangri-La but it's more than a Shangri-La um, so it's, it's quite, uh, quite an interesting story but you know, it's it's, we needn't do it. It's just uh, I'm thinking of uh, I'm th- trying to think of fantasy books that that would be good to do. That sounds good to me. Okay. Well, what I'll do is go look it up on Bard and find out what exactly the title is. Um, instead of saying, "Well, I think the title is," and um, Lana, uh, Kim. You guys got any objections? I have no problem. I don't know. I haven't read her, so I can't say whether I have any objections or not. Well, we try it, and if we don't like it, we tell us at the next meeting we didn't like it and, and go on. It does introduce us into a different culture, so there, there would be that. Um, whatever. I don't have any better ideas, so... Neither do I. All right. Well, then in that case, we will do the... the um, Conch bearer. I think that's what it's called, a conch bearer. Um, and uh, I will send out the the exact title. And let me just make sure that I have the um, correct date for July. So give me half a second here, and um, we'll we'll uh, we'll continue. Hold on. Okay. It looks like. Um, July 17th. And same time, same station, and all that. Um, so, that's what we're doing. We're doing The Conch Bearer by Chitra Banerjee Devakaruni. Um, or however you say it. And I'll get the exact spelling and put it all in the note for the fantasy. And, um, we'll We'll go from there. Any other comments, questions, or anything? Very good. Well, thank you all for coming, and we'll look forward to seeing you all again on the 17th of July. Bye for now. Bye.